I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, the Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've done this for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. And the more we know, the better off we are, right? Um, I started my home inspection company about 20 years ago. I had no idea what I was doing. I knew that I needed a vehicle to help me get where I wanted to be when I grew up. I just didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that was going to be. In fact, when I started this business, I was working for a Fortune 100 at the time. I started this business. I started a lawn care company so that I could just, just get cash, just generate revenue. So I cut grass during the day. I worked at Home Depot from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. so I could get health insurance. Um, and then I would market the home inspection business whenever I could. So I was pretty busy. Backing up a little bit further, now when I grew up in a blue-collar family, like most of us, well, I would say probably maybe a little more purple-collar than blue. Um, some of you out there will know what that means. But my parents had that corporate job as a value. My father worked for Georgia Power or Southern Company, and they got what was called a pension at the time. I think those are uh, in the category of the dodo bird now. But that was a value for my family growing up, working for a large company, being taken care of. So when I got my job with a Fortune 100, my parents were ecstatic. They were kind of beside themselves. Great job, great career. I'm set for life. And about five years into that career, I got my younger brother a job there. And uh, that was even like a double bonus there. So when I quit that job to start this home inspection business, it didn't go so well. You know, there were kind of some, uh, some big questions or tough questions to answer, big questions that were asked. And moving along in my home inspection business, once I, it started to, to move along, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed what I was doing. Um, I was good at it. I really liked the home inspection side of the business. I liked doing it. Um, people liked what I was giving them. And people needed what I was putting out. They needed the home inspection. They needed someone to, to be in their corner, to educate them. And I was good at all of those things. And the, I did my first inspection in June of 2000. I did my second inspection in August of 2000. So I wasn't really setting the world on fire. I'm sorry. I did my first inspection in June of 2002. And then I did my second inspection in July of 2002. So I really didn't start out setting the world on fire. And I'll also say that uh, I tapped into my 401k. I burned down pretty much all my savings that I had. I had a calendar that I kept in my office. I knew that I needed to make $50 a day. So if I worked at Home Depot that day, if I cut grass that day, if I did an inspection, I'll write it down on the calendar. That's uh, the, that's the number that I had to make. Seven days a week, I had to make had to make three hundred fifty bucks, and I had to make fifty dollars a day. So if I didn't make fifty dollars one day, I made a zero. Then the next day had to be a hundred. That's what really kept me accountable. Whew, those were some dark days. 
Now, when I started this inspection business, I didn't set out to start a home inspection business. You know, you hear these stories from entrepreneurs, you know, this light comes down from heaven and tells me to start this business and all this big uh, production of learning to start a business and everything laid out in front of me. I didn't have any of that. I was just figuring out how I was going to manage to get the next month. Um, my first employee was family. I, I talked about that. So I hired my younger brother once things got, got going really well. And I'll tell you this too, from a gross margin perspective, percentage, my highest gross margin percentage is when I was doing inspections on my own. At one point, it was like I was printing money. But I was working my ass off. I didn't have time for anything else. I certainly had more money than time, but that I, I didn't I knew I didn't want to ride that ride. My oldest son's very first Easter, there's a picture of me stopping by my parents' house, taking a picture of him doing an Easter egg hunt, and I'm in my work uniform. I'd stopped by, I had a morning inspection that Sunday. I stopped by in between to take a take a couple of pictures, visit the family, and left and went to my second inspection for the day. I keep that picture. So my first employer was my younger brother. I hired him in a part-time capacity and sent him to school to get his certification. So he was helping me out because I was I had more business than I knew what to do with. It was going along just fine. We, we were staying busy. Um, I was doing inspections as well, marketing the business, running the business. Now, when I hired him, I gave him 50% of the inspection fee. And I will tell you, that's a loser. Um, maybe you could build up to that if you've got other folks that you can you can pay less of that fee to, um, but 50%, half that fee is a loser. I learned that. And, and I'm not a finance guy, finance, however you want to pronounce it. And I'll talk more about that later on, but I am more of a uh, pull the trigger, ride the bullet type. Um, so then he was going to go full time with me. He and I had talked about that. He was enjoying it. We certainly had enough work to do it. And I was on the phone with my dad one night, and he was asking how the inspection business was going, how Ryan was doing. And I said, you know, I think he's going to come do this with me full time. There was a little bit of silence there on the phone. And my dad said, you know, don't let him get involved in that. He's got a really good job where he is. Um, it looks like you're probably having fun with this. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. And there's no point in having him go down with you when it does or something to that effect. What I heard was you're an idiot. This business is never going to amount to anything. While you screw around with this hobby, there's no point in dragging your younger brother down with you. But what he said was, Hey, you know, your younger brother's got a really good job where he is. I'm concerned about what you're doing. It's not reliable. It's not solid. It's not what I'm accustomed to. And I'm not sure you want to take on responsibility for someone else. It's just different values. He probably could have teed it up a little better, but it's just different values. And that certainly wasn't what my dad was saying to me, but that's what I heard. So that's where I got my purpose or my cause, my passion, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. But that's where I started to, in the back of my mind, realize, you know, I can do what these big companies I can do what Coca-Cola does. I can do what Georgia Power does. I can do what Home Depot does. I can, I can have those careers, those big careers with, without all those resources. 
Now, again, there wasn't some light from heaven that came down and told me that's what to do. But in the back of my mind, that's where the wheels started turning. And I am an admitted slow processor. I'll tell you that now. So I, that's something that I thought about for years. And now I just want to help other folks. I want to expose all the mistakes that I made. And I still make. Believe me, I still make. I want to expose all of those mistakes. And I want to help others avoid those mistakes that I've made. And I love talking about them. And the mistakes that I've made and the, and the solutions that I have around them, somebody else may have a different solution. Or it might trigger a mistake that they made that I haven't made yet. That's why I love the experience share, the talk about what you have done in the past, what experience you've had, sharing that with other folks. Because everyone's experience is different. Everybody's on a different ride, right? Everybody's got a different outlook. Um, you may make tons of mistakes now that I didn't make. I can't help you with those. We can talk about them. You can ask about them. But if I haven't made that mistake yet, obviously there's no way for me to table. What I started to realize as my business grew, now we do about, uh, we're probably three and a half million in revenue. We've got 26 full-time employees. We're operating in two states. Um, one thing that's different about us, and you'll learn as we go through this process, I'm a big proponent of this. One thing that's different about us, all of our inspectors are all full-time salaried employees. We don't use subcontractors. They're all W-2 salaried. They have uh a full-time salary, company cars, health insurance, retirement, paid time off. We have holidays. The people are the product. That is one thing I'm adamant about is the people have built this thing. They were kind enough to let me tag along for the ride. And that's what we're selling. We're selling our people. So that's what we need to take care of. So as my business started to grow, I started to pop up on other people's radar, both, uh, locally and kind of regionally and probably once a week i get a phone call an email a message on linkedin or instagram or, or some type of contact asking me about what i did in this instance or what they should do next or they're thinking about getting in the business and want to know what i think about x or would i mentor them um, and i started to realize that i have a lot of value just in my experience. Um, so something of value just because of what I've learned, just because of the, the mistakes that I've made. And then the opportunity to help folks, that really makes me feel good. I enjoy that. Um, if, I can, if I can help one person in their business learn from the mistakes that I've made, then that's a very valuable lesson I consider it. So I'm going to be providing this podcast. We're going to do it twice a month. The way it's going to be set up is I'm going to alternate. I'm going to have a 15-minute technical tip one week. And then two weeks later, we'll do a 30-minute deep dive into business. I have special guests lined up both in the industry as well as outside of the industry. They will always be service-oriented. Some folks, we, we've got folks that are, uh, that are lined up for, for acquisition, folks that are lined up for exit strategy. Um, you can also submit questions going forward to jeff at home-probe.com. That's my inspection company, Home Probe Incorporated. Um, in this next episode, what we're going to talk about is starting a business. Um, just the actual startup, some of the things I did, some of the things that I learned. 
subcontractors using a 1099 employee versus a W-2 employee, not necessarily salaried, but we'll look at that from a business perspective, the, the pluses, the minuses, and then we'll also talk a little bit about the IRS perspective, which actually is, is critical. One of the most valuable lessons that I ever got was someone told me, always pay yourself first. We'll talk about that, the whys, the hows. Uh, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to constantly make sacrifice. It goes back to, to donating to charity. People, you, you always hear people say, give till it hurts. Shit, don't give till it hurts. That's stupid. Why do you want to do something that hurts? Give. Give. Give when it feels good. Give what you can. Um, but don't give till it hurts. Same thing in, in business. Why not pay yourself? That's why you're making the sacrifice. That's why you're taking the risk. Getting registered with the state, using a professional to help you stay registered with the state, paying taxes. We all want to avoid taxes, but there's a different outlook sometimes. And when you're paying taxes, that's an indication that you're earning good money. So how do we get the mindset to celebrate paying taxes. I know that sounds uh, counter counterintuitive. Um, hiring your first person, getting excited, having a business, having a vision, and getting insurance. Not necessarily just a general liability. There are several different pieces of insurance. I'll do a deep dive into black flag planning, key man insurance, share some very personal stuff with me about my life, my first one and my second. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that one. And I am one of those people, I go deep and I get there quick. So in this podcast, what I hope to do is share some pretty intimate details about my life, my professional life, my personal life, the people that I've worked with uh, over the last 20 years that have touched my life, the people that, uh, that have mentored me, the people that I have mentored and all of us learn and be better as a result. One thing that I will say is if you're just starting this journey, whether it be a home inspection business, any other business, always begin with the end in mind. I never knew what that meant. It sounded so prophetic and, uh, and like one of those um, kind of feel good things, but always begin with the end in mind. What's the vision that you have for your organization? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Start with that in mind. That will help guide you along the way. If you want to, if you want to start a trash collection service, and you know you want to be at fifty million dollars in annual revenue, and you live in a community of five thousand people, that's going to be tough to do. So you need to figure out: Do you want to branch out geographically? Do you want to have uh, um, a niche where you can charge more? What do you want to do to get to that fifty million? So that's a, a a poor example or uh, a tough example, but that's what I mean. If you have the end in mind of where you want to be, then that helps carve that path out along the way and helps set your vision when you're starting. So I am, again, Jeff Luther. I'm the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. Uh, hope to be with you every other week, 15 minutes, probably doing just... Um, technical stuff, technical tips, getting into the actual tech side of the business, and then 30 minutes every couple of weeks where we'll do a deep dive into the business side, help us grow, and uh, 
and make very profitable companies. So if you, uh, if you like, please click the subscribe button, follow along, and I'll see you again soon.